0: Hello, and welcome back to Burning Questions. My name is Mbali, and today I have two amazing guests, um, Herman and Marius. Hi, guys. Welcome uh, to Burning Questions. Bali, hi,
1: Mbali. Hi, I must say, I think you've got at least one amazing guest, but I'm not going to say who that is.
0: Okay. All right. No, that's cool, guys. Let's just get into it. It's, you know.
1: it's not me, though. So, I mean, deduce. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alright guys, um, so today's question that uh, we are answering is, why do property rights matter? And um, Herman, I'll go to you first, why do property rights matter?
1: Well I think you can unpack it from at least three perspectives, probably many, many other perspectives but at least three, uh, philosophically, economically, and then democratically. Uh, so okay. if we look philosophically, let's run through that very quickly. So. It's basically you start from the question, then now this is going way back to the very basic ingredients of, of this sort of philosophy is if you own your own time, if you have the right to decide what you do with your time, mm-hmm. you have the right to decide how you spend it. Mm-hmm. And through spending it in certain ways, you earn an income that enables you to own property Um, so if you work an eight hour day essentially what you've said is i control my time i control my body and i decided to use my body and my time to work in return for payment that i will then convert into the purchase or ownership of property so if you Time on earth is yours to spend
0: um, then it um,
1: follows through
0: can you just repeat that uh, we, we, we lost you there for like
1: cool. oh, sorry. so if yeah. cool. so if we start okay. from the premise that your time is yours to spend you decide what you do with your time then yep. it follows through that what you spend your time doing in return for the ownership of money or the ownership of some sort of asset Belongs to you as much as your time does, because what you essentially did was you took the time, your life on earth, your body, your labor, mm-hmm. and you converted it into your ownership of something, whether it's money or, or or something you know something else. You took your time, your talent, those things which are undoubtedly yours, mm-hmm. and you applied them to become something over which you have. Property rights. So if we're going to deny property rights, what you're actually in a very weird philosophical way doing is you're saying to people that what you do with your time, with your life, isn't yours to decide. So I think that's the first philosophical thing as to why it matters, because property ultimately is this manifestation of what you do with your life on earth, with your time and your talents. The second thing is economic. It matters economically. Because the basis of any economy is essentially two parties coming together and giving each other what they want. So if Marius designs, you know, computers, and I want a computer, then I need to be able to have something that Marius wants, something that I own, that is mine, that I can hand over to him so that the computer he designed and built he can hand over to me in exchange. That's the basics of trade. And trade is the the basic foundation of economic activity. So if you can't say this is mine, and I want to exchange it for something else that will then become mine, you don't have the basis of trade. And trade being the basis of of an economy, you don't have an economy. So if you can't own something, you can't And then the last thing, and I think Marius will be able to add a lot of stuff here, is it's very important in a democracy. Because if you cannot own something, you're at the mercy of someone else for your home and your car and all those kind of things. And then it becomes a question of at whose mercy are you? In a democracy, you should be at your own mercy. And the risks for not having property rights make that a very dangerous place.
0: Okay, um, Marius,
2: what do you think? I think that was very, uh, that was an excellent uh, and succinct uh, overview of property rights by Herman. But I um, mean, Herman's spot on. In any prosperous uh, democracy, property, ra- property rights are the cornerstone of that country. Without property rights, you can forget about a uh, lot of democratic rights that you have. You can forget about any economic prosperity. Uh, the, as Herman says, you, you, if you own something that gives you uh, dominion over yourself. If you don't own something, you are at the mercy of somebody else, and that was one of, that was why apartheid was, uh, I mean apartheid was vile for many reasons, but one of the reasons that made it, one of the most vilest things about apartheid was that black people couldn't own property, and they were at the mercy of the state, and they also, you couldn't sell a home, you couldn't move to where you wanted, and in some ways, that's uh, th- th- that still continues today, especially in uh, former homelands or uh, areas that are, uh, you know, tribal land or whatever the, what you want to call it? I mean, Igonyama Trust is a very good example. People there yeah. don't own that property. They basically rent property from the Igonyama Trust, basically from the Zulu King. And that isn't the only place in the country where it's like that. And people yeah. like that do not, do not, if you can't own your property, you. There's lots of other, other things that can happen to you. Uh, this is only an anecdot- anecdotal uh, um, a story, but uh, I have a friend who works out close to Kruger Park. And he was telling me about a colleague of his who uh, went to the chief and asked if he could build a, you know, a house in a certain part of the, uh, the land. And the chief said, yeah, go ahead. And the guy paid mm-hmm. the chief whatever it was. And then the guy, I don't know if he fell out to the chief or the chief decided, no, actually, he, he likes that piece of property and he went and bulldozed the guy's house. And the guy had no recourse because it wasn't his property. But if it had been his land, he would have been able to go to the police or, I mean, the chief fund wouldn't have tried that in the first place. So that just, I mean, it's a small example but shows you why property rights are very important. And if the the moves to currently uh, weaken property rights in South Africa are a very bad idea, Uh, we we can talk about property rights, if anything, need to be strengthened in South Africa. And if South Africa wants to become a prosperous country, we we need strong property rights and that yeah. counts for every single South African.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um HP, do you have anything to add? I just called it HP Wow. Well, so that's his mm-hmm. that's his um he's a rapper, you know, in his spare time. So that's <laughs> his name. Actually. Do you have anything yes, to add no. uh, before we go into our code of the day?
1: Yeah, no, I, and, and I promise I won't start rapping. Uh, I won't do that to people. It's, it, South Africa is going through enough tough times without me rapping. Um,
0: and the tough times are lasting.
1: Yes, but as Demi Demi says, tough times never yeah. last. Only tough people tough. last. Yeah. But th- th- that to one side. The thing is, yeah. th- one of the most threatening and dangerous phrases in any language is the two little mm-hmm. words, or else. And if you want to keep your home and it's your home, you're responsible for that or else thing. You can say, I need to earn a good income or else I will lose my job. So the person you need to please is yourself. If you want to own your home, you need to make sure you're in a position to do what you need to do to own that home or else. Now that example that Marius just gave gives a different spin on those two little words, or else. Please the chief, or else you lose your home. Yeah. Don't disagree yeah. with the government, or else you lose your money. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, um, um, don't counter this idea publicly, or else yeah. you will lose your car. You know, so so it, it, it really comes down to this question of leverage. If you own your property, it's about what you decide to do. I Mm -hmm. must work hard. I must use my talents to solve other people's problems so that they can pay me money or else I will lose my home. That's you making the decision. That's you driving what's important in your life. The moment Mm -hmm. you don't own that home, you're no longer in control of that or else. Someone else is, and that could be a chief, a church, an empire, a king, a state, a politician. And once that starts happening, history shows us it never, never, ever, ever ends well. That or else ends up ruining a lot of lives.
0: I just got scared there for a second. Anyway, let's get to um, the quote of the day. Um, So our quote today um, is from John Andrus, and it reads... The government is doggedly pursuing a constitutional change that would legalize expropriation without compensation or EWC. So, guys, I, I think it it, it kind of ties in very well with what we're talking about um, today. Uh, Marius, I think I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, as we were saying with the issue of property rights, expropriation without compensation will destroy property rights, even if the government goes and takes. One person's property, only one. If they just take only one person's property without paying for it, yeah. that will destroy so much confidence in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, we've seen what happened in Zimbabwe. Uh, the ZANU PF government didn't go take people's houses in, uh, in Harare or Bulaway or whatever you. They took uh, people's farms, and what happened then? Yeah. Then it destroyed investment and confidence in that country. And I mean, the EWC policy in Zimbabwe started in the late nineties. Twenty years later, that that country is still extremely poor compared to what it was yeah. and it's because I mean there's a number of reasons but one of the reasons is because of the rep- expropriation without compensation policy and we've also seen people who get given uh, farms and so on by the ZANU PF governments aren't uh, you know landless people or poor people or of you we've seen it's been um, uh, people who, who are linked to the ZANU PF governments and yeah. you know people also say it's a, an issue of uh, uh, you know, uh, helping black people who are oppressed. There have been uh, stories of uh, a white farmers or white white people who are linked to Mugabe and Zonopi have been given land. So it's all about, it's just about cronyism and yeah. the exact same thing will happen in South Africa. And ordinary people won't uh, have any property. It'll all go to cronies, people linked to okay. the government and what have you, and, you know, it's... Uh, w- it will be an absolute disaster for South Africa and we cannot allow it to happen. That said, land reform is of course an important issue, but land reform can currently happen in the current framework of South Africa and it can be done without taking away people's stuff without paying for it. And there's yep. another word for that and that word is theft.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. Um, Mr. HP, anything to add? Before we
1: close? Yeah. in in Something that you see saw a lot during you know, war times and, you know, especially in, in the Jewish concentration camps was that the cruelest Nazi officers would sh- often execute prisoners at random um, just one here and one there and that fear that the next one might be you was enough to keep countless people at the power and beck and call of one guy with a gun and power. So Marius's point about just one farm needs to be taken for this whole thing to turn ugly, reminds me of that. Because it might be that guy's farm now, but if we say the guy with a gun can take life at random, it might be my life next. Just take that sentence and replace life with property. And you start seeing why one instance of someone's yeah. property rights being burnt to the ground is a threat to everyone who cares about it. Yeah. So it's about power in the end. And I think Marius makes an important point. Land reform is one thing. And there's a, it's, it's a conversation we can have and we should have. Expropriation with compensation is another thing. It's something that happens across the world. I mean, if you want to build a massive highway and someone's farm is in the way and they don't want to sell it, there is something to be said for giving them the money, even though they don't want to sell, but giving them the money so that they can make a different plan, so that they don't lose that control over the time they spent earning what they needed to have that farm in the first place. So there's land reform and expropriation. Those two things are conversations that can lead to good solutions. Expropriation without compensation is a fancy way of saying your life, your time, your property is not your own. Hmm. And there's an or else kicking in that even your thinking, your power, your attitudes might not become your own because we see this sort of theft never gets used for the noble reason stated and that's why property rights matter.
0: HP and Marius, thank you so much for joining me on this chat. I'm a bit depressed, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> tough times do not last. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and do remember to catch us on IGTV, on Facebook, and here on YouTube. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week, Wednesday. <laughs>